Hey guys, this is Trevor. Uh, this is uh, yet another interview for uh, the Land Investing Dirt Road to Wealth podcast. Uh, today we have on Max Edson. He is the man, and uh, it's really going to be a fun interview because not only is he part of the master class, he's also one of the owners of Priced. Um, he also has, uh, as a veteran, and has gone to the Air Force Academy. So a man of many talents and uh, pretty excited to talk to him. So how's it going, Max? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Awesome. So, Thanks for having me on. For sure. For sure. Hey, I, to get started, give us the background, where you're from, you know, kind of be quick, not, not real quick about it, but, you know, kind of explain, you know, the hockey, the going through the academy, you know, what you've done in a previous life before you kind of got in, in, in the land niche. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, like Trevor mentioned, my name is Max Edson. Uh, grew up in Hermosa Beach, California, so West Coast, Beach City. Um, didn't think about lane investing starting out, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> grew up playing hockey most of my life, so that really actually took over everything. Uh, and it took me all over the world, really. I mean, when I was 16, I moved out east to play hockey at prep school, then played junior hockey in the Midwest, um, played for USA in a tournament overseas. Um, went to Canada multiple times, all that. So that, that was really my, my big focus growing up and everything. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get a, a division one scholarship to go play at the air force Academy. And so went over there. Um, and, and unfortunately, uh, my freshman year, I ended up getting hurt. Uh, so I ran into concussion problems and, and couldn't play anymore, but it was kind of like the best and worst thing that happened. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because. Um, growing up playing hockey my whole life, that's all I thought of. I didn't think about any other future or anything else or what I would happen when I was done playing. And so I kind of had that freak out moment while I was still in school and had a lot of time to really adjust and adapt. Um, and that's really kind of sparked my entrepreneurial side and everything. I was trying to kind of come up with something that can kind of take that competitive edge, um, that I couldn't get anymore from hockey. And so, uh, really kind of started going more into the, the, the stock trading more than anything. Um, but, um, slowly transitioned out of that and, and just kind of tried doing a bunch of different, um, entrepreneurial things. And when I graduated from the air force Academy, you have a five-year commitment, uh, in the air force. And so you, you start as a, a second Lieutenant. Um, and then when you're five-year mark, you, you end up as a captain. And so I kind of made a goal to myself by the end of year five, um, when I'm able to potentially get out that I really wanted to give it my best to try to come up and, and build my own company one way or another. And so I didn't know what that was going to be. Uh, I just kind of set myself out and said, Hey, I'm going to try as much stuff as possible. And so that's what I did. I probably started about seven different companies. Um, <laughs> all, all of them failed horrifically. Uh, but the thing is I, I learned from, uh, each business as I went on, uh, one of them actually was the land flipping business to start out. Uh, and I hated the manual process of identifying where to go, how to price, um, a county, how to, how many records to find and everything that. And so I actually killed that, um, and then moved on to a bunch of other things to do. <laughs> yeah. Land, land oh, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't know what people are thinking. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, but Hey, Hey, as a little background, explain to people what you did with the air force, right? Yeah. And, and, and kind of, because that, 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 the way you came from, obviously that, that's what's so cool about you, Max. And, and that's what's so cool about your mix and what you've done is because you do have the analytical side, right. And everything mm -hmm. else like, but then you also have the teamwork side and the sports and the competitive side. That's something that doesn't come out 
very often. I think that's kind of your secret sauce when it comes to you and what you do. Yeah, exactly. So I double majored in, at the academy, so I, <clears throat> in uh, business and economics, and so that kind of put me on the pathway um, in the Air Force of what's called acquisitions, or uh, more mainly known as program management. And so I went up to Los Angeles to do space acquisitions out there, building up new GPS satellite systems. Uh, so from a, again right out of college. I was able to have like that analytics background plus working with teams and not only teams, but with people that are way smarter than I am. So I'm in this 25 year old kid um, just starting out his job and, and I'm really kind of leading a team of 50, mid 50 year old people who have their PhDs and everything and you know, all these like backgrounds of mathematics and everything. And so was that um, a hard thing to do, though? You know, it. It was weird at first, um, but everyone was so nice. And what you start to realize is that these people, they're so smart and awesome. And that's, that's really what they want to do. And they're there to help you along the way. And they love that. And that's why they do it. And so I actually found it really encouraging and, and like supportive in that network. And you're just kind of the guy that's leading them to whatever they need to actually do. And, but then they do all the, the work and everything, but it, it was, it was a great relationship um, with everyone that I worked with and, and leading the team. And I ended up really loving it. And it's, again, it's while you make all the decisions and everything, they're the ones doing the work and, and it's just a, a great relationship between everything. And what um, a good practice, what a good practice for actually building a business. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's what it well, That's what it is. You know, well, I mean, it's, it's absolutely. so cool. It opened up my eyes because, I mean, I don't need to know everything to start something, right? So I just need to find the right people that can hey, stop, help me. Max, Max, say that again. <laughs> say that again for everyone listening. Yeah, so I don't need to know everything to start a business. I just need to find the right people that do. And so that was kind of like the go. eye opener there. Where Who it's just not how, of, right? Who yeah, not how. Exactly. Yep. So it just opened up my horizon. It's like, hey, I don't know this, but if I want to start it, how do I find the right people that can help me out with that? Um, and just, again, already being around those people that were a lot older and smarter than me at the time for what they were doing, it, it kind of gave me that confidence to go and, and reach out to those people and, and try to do something like that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was for the most of my, my career, I did program management. Um, <clears throat> I did a little bit of contracting as well, uh, which is, is working on the, the programs and, and more on the contracts and, and negotiating with the other companies like a, a Lockheed or, or Boeing and everything like that. Um, but yeah, as I was doing that, I was again, trying to find something else to do, um, just to kind of, kind of go and, and spark my entrepreneurial side. Uh, and so, like I mentioned, I, <laughs> I, I threw land <laughs> aside at first, uh, one of my friends was actually doing it and, um, and yeah, that's what kind of got me into it initially, but then threw it away. Cause I was like, I'm not doing that. That's, that's way, way too much work, too manual process. So, so you, um, so you heard, you heard about land investing from a friend or I did. a podcast or a no, YouTube I, or, or what? So one of my, one of my friends, um, knew that I was into investing and he came up to me and he's like, Hey, you should invest with this other guy. I just gave him, I was like $6,000 six months ago and he gave me back 12,000. Now I'm like, okay, that does, that sounds fake. Uh, are you sure you didn't get duped just now? Um, and, <laughs> what part of the Ponzi scheme are you on? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I need to hear more about this. Um, and so I, I, I talked to him and I was like, this is crazy. Like I've never heard of anyone flipping land before. Um, how are you doing that? And so taught me exactly like, Hey, this is the process from start to finish how you do it. And so that's when I first started to get into it. Um, but as I mentioned, <laughs> as I mentioned that it, it it wasn't really what I wanted to do just because of like the process and the pain that it took to do it. 
Um, so I, I stopped it for a while. Um, and at the, at the same time, one of my, my Air Force friends who played hockey with me and also got injured, uh, we were trying to work on a, a bunch of different projects. And so we actually started a bunch of projects together that, yeah, failed. Um, but along the way, which is, it's, it's a great story now with all of them, but, um, <laughs> we were, yeah, but, um, <clears throat> the next thing, like we, we had just failed a project that we were trying to start up a crypto trading algorithm, like a trading machine for everyone. But, um, but what, what, what is the interesting thing with you? And, the, and it's funny yeah. that you say that, like you started doing it with like wall street and all this, because I tried to do the same thing, yeah. right? When I was 22, <laughs> 23, 24, and I'm old now, right? <laughs> And it's dumb because of the position I'm in now. Like, I'm like, how f- I, I wouldn't even be talking to any of y'all. I'd be hanging out on a mountain sometime if I would have just followed up what my dad and uncle were doing from the time I was 22. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, you know, I got to do this sexy stuff. I got to do all this other stuff. And the thing is, is when I got to Wall Street, I started, I read every book there was. Mm-hmm. I probably had, I guarantee you, 60, 60 different books on Wall Street. Lynch. All the, all the big guys, right? Sure, yeah. And you're just like, and I was like, I have to find something that makes sense here. You know, value investment, you know, technical and trading, you know, all these things like this. And I was just like, there's no effing difference, right? <laughs> I was like, everything can go exactly right and the prices go down. <laughs> yeah. It's, or everything it's really... can go to hell in a handbasket and the prices go up. And it, you're just like, that makes no sense to me. And then I was also like, well how can I be the inside, you know, they're talking about inside trading, right? Mm-hmm. That's what drew me, me to, to real estate is because I can inside trade dirt or, or any kind of real estate. I can know more legally know more about that particular place than anyone else does in the world. Right. <laughs> Where exactly I can't do that legally. And if I do, if I, if I got a tip off from, you know, like, let's just say, you know, Facebook just shot up 25% because it was down 60% the other day, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, if Max would have worked at Facebook and was like, dude, send me a text message, dude, that was a hell of a quarter, dude. We're like, we kicked ass this quarter. I'm breaking the law. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's true. I mean, what's funny about that is because I, I was so against real estate starting out, but it, it was more of just like being naive more than anything. Um, just, because I, again, I, I knew all I, all I knew up until college was hockey, and then uh, I stopped at it, and then I saw my dad investing in the stocks. I was like, "What is the stock market?" kind of thing, and so I was like, "Okay, this is what I want to do now is just learn about the stock market." And it's like, yeah, it's crazy to think about that. Uh, everyone else has more control over what's going on than you do in there, and so I, I tried day trading. Um, it was a little bit successful, but at the same time, it was one of those things where it's like, if, if I didn't do anything that that money trail stopped and, and so you never knew what was going to happen the next day and everything. So it wasn't necessarily my favorite, um, going into that. And just over time, as I mentioned, I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to try everything. And there was a person that came in and, and taught me about, um, just investing in properties, actually not even just land, but just like, it's just a normal, um, rental property. And so went to do that, tried it out. And I was like, Hey, this is awesome. Like now I'm starting to actually put my money to work without me actually doing too much, hire a manager and do that. Um, at the same time, you still have to deal with it. Just a bunch of issues, right? Like the tenants, termites, toilets kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot more variables to account for when you're actually doing your investment there and making sure that it's, it's sound and, and that you're getting some sort of return. And, and when I say return, like what, like a, a 10, 15% return, right? So yeah. Well, Which while is still good. Right? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. You say that to normal people and they're like 10 <laughs> or 15% and you're like, oh yeah. 
we're so messed up in the head with yeah, what our desired rate of return is. It's ridiculous. It, it's pretty crazy, yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's the amount of work and then just the um, – like because there's such a difference of, of what people know and understand and what's out there, that's where the margins come on with land flipping now. Um, but through my, my journey, myself and my um, business partner at the time, he, we were trying to figure out what to do next. And yep. so we made a list of everything, what we thought was possible. It was like an Amazon business. So just, you know, like all, all those different things on there. And I happened to throw land or I had told him about land flipping before and he put land flipping on there. Um, and we went down our list, what was feasible, what was scalable, what would be fun to do and everything. And he got to land. was like, this is super interesting. And I was like, no, nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, well, what if we did some other way? Like how, what was the problem before? I'm like, if we did this again, there is no way that we're kind of doing the manual process on the front end. So I was like, if we do this, we are automating the heck out of it. So it tells us exactly what to do. Um, and, and, and how much uh, mail to send out where to go. Hey, I want to make this amount of profit. It'll tell us what to do. And so fortunately enough, my, my business partner is a, is a coder. And so, and, you know, extremely good coder at that. And so between kind of like my business mindset and his coding ability, it was really a match made in heaven as far as like what possibilities, um, we could create and everything. And so we set out on a pathway, um, to go down the land flipping path again, um, as kind of hesitant as I was, but we, we decided to create an algorithm for ourselves to, to basically tell us, Hey, this is where to mail, this is where to go and everything in between. Um, and, and the one thing that before I even go forward, that drew me back into land flipping, um, after learning about a whole bunch of different other businesses that I went through it and what worked, what went well, what I liked land flipping allowed us to go anywhere around the world. Um, like we, we personally, like physically, could be anywhere in the world um, and still do this business. And at the same time, we could take this business and not just have to be um, in, in like refine or um, refined to one spot in particular. So if, if we we're in California, we didn't have to only invest in California um, or anywhere else, right? We can go all over the United States. So not only we can move, but our business can move around and adapt as well. Um, and we could do it from our laptop. So that was kind of like the thing that intrigued me back into it. Um, so we created this, this business model that kind of went forward with everything and it ended up just telling us what to do. And so, um, from there, uh, we, we went to some different pivots. We, we basically said, Hey, we don't want to do the selling part of it. We'll just do the acquisition part of it. And we teamed up with another, um, investor that ended up not working out well. Um, and then after that, we were like, okay, what if we just teamed up with an educational program and just say, Hey, this is our acquisition engine. You can have other people use it. Um, and that didn't work out. And so finally, um, we, we met with someone else, um, and basically, uh, said, Hey, why don't we just make this thing public and go from there? Um, and so that kind of sparked our, our thing to, to take it public. And so what that is today is now price. And when I say public, not like public on the market, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not the, that big, not even close. On, on NASDAQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, then we won't make that, any money in land because it's too big of a deal and everyone yeah. will about it. We're like, shit. <laughs> but, <go> um, <laughs> and we had no intention to release it publicly, but when we were trying to create it for ourselves, we reached out to a bunch of land investing communities and said, hey, what would be great inputs and, and things to work out um, for our own business? And so with that, it just kind of ended up snowballing into something that we ended up releasing. 
Um, and it, it was just amazing to see um, the growth from that and everything. Um, and I have to give a shout out to obviously um, like the Casual Fridays REI group and everything because they've been just behind it all the way. And um, we wouldn't. You don't have to give that big of a shout out. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. No? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it, it's been an incredible ride as far as like what we've created is essentially a, a program now that you can um, go in and search what you want to do. You can have it priced right there. You can see how many records um, you can download, the comps available. And so you already have like a ready to send list to then send to your mail house to send out. And so that changed our our, our structure and our business model based forever and for the good, um, and for good, um, in our business model. Um, and so from there, we just kind of took off in the land investment journey. And so, uh, it, it's been incredible ever since. So we did the land flipping probably back in 2018 or so when I first started, hated it, stopped. And then by the time we regrouped, created our, our backend engine that could help us out, um, launched it. That took a little bit of time away from land flipping. We probably ended up starting again, land flipping, um, in 20, really starting in 2021 again. Um, and, and so it just, it really took off from there. It was just an incredible, like our first campaign and everything. It, it was just like an incredible year, like a per, as perfect as you could have probably had like a, a land investment, like campaign and everything go. And it's just, I mean, from that point on, just being able to simplify the investment process, right? Like with land, there's there's so there's still variables involved, but it just minimizes the amount of variables there are, um, and, and so it's just a numbers game. And like you mentioned, if you have insider information of how much this thing's worth, how much you can get it for, you, you have everything in there. You just have to execute the trade now. Um, and so it's I I mean it, it, it's weird to think about like even five years ago that. I didn't even have any idea of what like, or just starting to learn about the land investment like community. And now like from where we are here, it's just, it's an incredible journey. And like, I had no idea that it would take me to like where I am right now. So it's, I mean, I'm forever thankful for land investing and it's just, it's wild and it's cool to say and, and have people just be like, what are you talking about? You can make money in that. You mean like in 10 years when like a, a city starts to form and it's like, Nope, yeah. they can do it now. And so it's, it's really cool to see, and um, I, I, I I love it, and I want to just keep doing it. Yeah, and and if guys, if you don't know, it's price p r y c d dot com, and what that does is it's a it's a wonderful wonderful tool to help you understand if you're looking in areas the the price differences and things like that when it comes to sending out making unsolicited offers to landowners. So um, it, it'll it'll make your life a lot easier. Um, obviously some areas are maybe a little more consistent than others, right? Sure. Sure. Um, but, but it's a, it's a way to, I mean, especially in areas that I know or in areas that have a lot of homogenous deals, you know, like I work a lot of Southern Colorado, Northern Arizona, things like this, right? Like buying 35 acre tracks, like that thing is so on the money. It's ridiculous. And so it literally <laughs> takes me 12 minutes. I can send out 10,000 offers. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. pull all that data, send it over to uh, uh, rocket print. And all of a sudden I got people yelling and cussing at me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely get used to that too. Just getting cursed out at first. And 
that was the other part that killed me in the beginning, but then got a call service. And so that <laughs> definitely yep. weeded out all those calls. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally made our process so much more streamlined where we don't have to focus on that anymore. Right now we can focus yep. on like the actual analysis and, and the marketing and the negotiations, which is, is super important. So it's, it's fast tracked our business. And for something where we were starting out, um, I was in the air force running price, their company and land flipping business. It's something that we truly needed to be able to even function. And so, um, just having the ability to do all that in a streamlined manner was super helpful for us. Yeah, guys. And that's, and that's another, especially if you're not real deep into the whole land investing stuff, right? Like you can do this with a full-time job mm -hmm. and you can make way more than you ever could with a full-time job. You know, and that's what's really, really cool about it. And again, the whole digital nomad bullshit, whatever, you know, that you're ready about the four hour work week. It's about as close as anything I could actually imagine where you could do it in four hours in a week. You know what I mean? Like, really, I don't know of anything else. Right. Like once you build your yeah. systems in, I don't know of anything else that you can actually do that would eventually get you there. Do you want to be that way? Me personally? No. But yeah, I mean, there are some people that you know, like, like her boy, Brian, like he, he buys everything in the wintertime, sells it in the summertime and hangs out and travels all over the world. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I get it. Um, and so it's a cool thing to be able to have, you know, priced to have, you know, Pat live or whatever answering service and then mm -hmm. a mail service or, or whatever. Like that's the kind of scalability and the time that you can have when you're using these kind of things. Right. Because before, like I would deep dive into, Oh my gosh, man. It would take me three <laughs> days to price stuff. Right. Because yeah. I, would, oh, yeah. I would get so <laughs> into it. And that's one thing that Sleeve has really helped me with. Justin has really helped me with, you know, like he would just throw shit out like, Oh, well here's 37.5% last <laughs> the entire state. Right. And just play the, yeah. the, the name of, you know, the game of large numbers. Right. Mm -hmm. I would be the opposite of that because I would go into a <laughs> County, you know, I'd go to Indian Wells or whatever the hell it is. And, and Apache and I'd be like, well, what is phase one compared to phase two? Mm -hmm. It's yeah. all bullshit, right? Like just buy it cheap enough, send enough offers at cheap enough prices. And you know what I mean? Like I was trying to be too perfect and it really, really hamstrung me for probably three years. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we have a unique perspective just working um, with price and a, and a bunch of different land investors. And, and I'll probably say that the, um, let's see, three things that really kind of slow people down, at least starting out is, is the price, right? Like, so they try to be so perfect on that where really, I mean, you just need to have something that that's in that ballpark to open up a conversation. That's all we're trying to do. Cause at the end of the day, like we're, we're offering 35, 40, 20, whatever it is, a whatever percentage it is, right? of market value. Right. So like it, it makes sense that they wouldn't call us back. And so we're just trying to give something out there to entice them to call us back. And so a lot of people get hung up like, on that, like you mentioned, so just sending out the offers with that is like the first huge step. Um, I'd probably say the next thing is, is that they, they have a goal in mind, um, but they're not actually working towards that goal. And the reason what I'm, what I mean by that is that like they say, Hey, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year, but they're only sending out 500 letters of mail, um, at, at maybe a price point where they're getting 5,000 dollars per deal and profit. And so like just aligning their actions with their goal is probably the second thing that I That's see. That's true with everything, right? Like, yeah. Oh, even, exactly. Even, even we'll, we'll talk about this here in just a little bit. Like we still need to get that KPI deal up. I'm, yeah. I'm oh yeah. I need to get that shit done. So <laughs> I, I, anyway, I can but, work on that but, for you know sure. What I mean? Like again, if you're saying, Hey, I want to make a million dollars flipping, you know, par big parcels doing all this other stuff. Yeah. And you're making an offer a week. You're wasting your time, bud. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you know what I mean? Like you've got to, you know, or I, I want to raise a hundred million dollars for this fund. If I'm not calling, calling at least five people that I know have money every single day. Yeah. I'm just, no, I'm not. I want to, I want a $10 million fund. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's, I mean, really, you know, I mean, and you know that for, especially from sports, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to align yourself. Otherwise you're shooting for something else. And, and, and now that's where the anger, frustration comes in and, and you're, you're just misaligning expectations. And so like that, that's probably like a, a silent killer that a lot of people don't even realize and everything. All of us. Um, I don't give a shit who you are. I think yeah. that's where, I think that what kills more goals and dreams and things like that, especially on the business side. Right. Again, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I try, I try to play, <laughs> I try to play big time football. I worked my ass off all this other stuff. I wasn't good enough. Tough shit. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, Oh, well, there's certain things that you're just not going to be able but when it comes to business, especially our business, if you put in the work, you're going to get there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know what we've done in our business now is that like we do set year long goals, but year long goals are still too long as far as like in terms of, of metrics and everything. So then we break it down and typically in month metrics is like, and every time now, every month comes through, we can or analyze and say, Hey, are we in line with our goals? Do we need to adjust it? Um, and, and go from there. And so that way we have those break points where we have the ability to, to maneuver if needed to reach that goal. And so we're not just kind of blindly going from point A to B without any sort of like acknowledgement of like, oh, where are we at currently? And so um, being able to adjust um, is also like a, another thing that's um, I think helped us out and, and we're getting better at it too. Um, <clears throat> I, I can I can totally, um, like I, I know I, I, I I'm guilty of that too, where I just be like, Hey, this is my year long goal and I'm just going to go for it. But yeah, just having those check-in points, uh, is super helpful as well. well you come, you come from that world, right? Like there's yeah. so many SOPs and yeah. all this other, like, you have, it's the largest organization in the world. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, there, there's literally in, in the program management world, there's checkpoints where you can't pass them. You literally can't pass them until you meet some certain criteria, um, which which it, it sucks at times, obviously, <laughs> but at the same time, it makes total sense, right? Like, Hey, we're not going to move forward unless this is what we've worked up to. And this is what we can show for it. Um, and everything. It's nature, and so, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. yet we're, we're, we're surprised, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we don't have this beautiful tree, when we haven't watered and fed it and made sure it had everything it needed to every single day, Yeah. because that's how nature works and there's no <laughs> hacking it. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I think the third time, uh, third thing that I see, um, people do it and, and I was super guilty of this as well. Starting out is, is they start too like too small, um, in their land business. And what I mean by that is that they're starting and, and trying to flip a $2,000 deal into a $4,000 deal. Um, and, and I know I did this too. I started, wanted to de-risk everything and just start it, test out the strategy, go for a thousand dollars, sell it for 2000. Um, and I did that. But then I realized that my marketing cost just to send out letters was more than what I just paid for and, and made in profit on the deal. And so like, oh, well, the, basically like broke even and this sucks. And so yeah. instead of having that kind of like great moment that it worked, I was like, wow, I did all that work and I really don't have much to show for it at all. And so um, after that, what we did in our business was uh, obviously once we got priced up and running and used that as our back end, uh, we started targeting a lot larger deals. And when I say large deals, like $50,000, um, like purchase price or a hundred thousand, or I think our largest one was 340,000 actually. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so with that, 
So, so you you bought okay. Let's let's do that. Yeah. So you bought yeah. a three hundred forty thousand dollars property. Is yes. that what? Okay. And yeah. then what 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 did you end up selling it for? Uh, we listed it for I think six forty, and then ended up selling for five ninety. Yeah. Um, and and so I mean, just with that, and there was nothing weird about it at all. It was just a an, an easement to the the parcel of land. Uh, the person selling it uh, wanted to sell in spite of his family. Um, so we got it and, and sold it. Yeah, it, it was, it was like, it was our best deal, um, as for, like from a straight flip and everything that we've had. And, and so, I mean, um, but we've had other ones like that, right? Like where we bought for two twenty five, sold for three fifteen. Um, uh, yeah, but okay. Sold, All right. Let's, crazy. let's do that. Right, let's do that right now. Yeah. So the, the two twenty five, right? So two twenty five. Mm-hmm. By three fifteen, that's seventy percent of market value, yeah. right? You can't yeah. you can't do that. You can't make money <laughs> on that, right? Yeah. Like, and that's and that's another thing too. Like, and I've I've preached that for a long time. Is like, as you get into higher and higher priced properties, you have to yeah. offer more and more, as far yes. as percentage of market value. But the actual dollars that you can make off of buying something fifty, sixty, seventy cents on the dollar in yeah. a good market that's going to move. There's a quality asset. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many do you need to buy to to make you know half a million dollars a year? Not yeah, very many. Exactly. It's not. It's not very many when you do that. Um, and yeah, I think we still typically offer around thirty five percent or so of, of market, but but like it gives us so much room to negotiate, right? Yep. And so if they say, hey, I'm I can't do that, but I can do yeah, like whatever is a sixty percent of market value, we can still take that from because the profit itself is is still like. Awesome, and I think we actually landed sold for three forty instead of three fifteen, so it's a little better, I guess. <laughs> but whatever. but yeah, yeah, yeah it's right, whatever. Like, yeah, um, that, but that's like, what I'm saying. But yeah, so like we do a, a lot of deals like that, and, and it was really just a, a function of because we had so much else going on, we try to again like look in our business and what can we simplify, right? So like if we go to the lower end deals, uh, we can't use a real estate agent, so we wanted to go with the high end deals. So like once we buy the property. Um, it's essentially, we turn it over to the real estate agent and we expect them to do their job. And we've had really good success with that. Um, and I think the reason for that is because the way we, we analyze a deal before we even buy, like, obviously we send out our offer price. Uh, we pull a, a comp report that we have as far as like gives us what we think the price is today. And then we actually go out and call a real estate agent in the local area as kind of like the boots on the ground and get an idea of what they think that the property is worth if they were to sell it within three months. And so kind of triangulating prices there um, and understanding what they feel comfortable selling it at and what they see on the ground. And it's kind of in line with what we're seeing. That gives us a ton of confidence to be able to be like, yep, we like this and we're going to move forward with it. Um, and so that way we're, again, we're aligning what they think we're selling and everyone's confidence before we even purchase the deal. So when we do get it, there's really no sort of like confusion or like misunderstanding after the fact. Um, yep. and, and just so, let, let the, let the yeah. professionals that have worked and made a living in that neck of the woods, their entire careers, let yeah, you know exactly it, what's going on. It, exactly. And you have the data, right? Like you've got the, yeah. the data with your price stuff, but still mm-hmm. letting the professionals in. And so it's a beautiful 
quantitative and qualitative kind of way to 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 verify before you buy anything exactly and like we believe in checks and balances systems right like so um even if we're analyzing a county or anything else like we don't believe in just looking at one metric in particular and so being able to have a secondary or third metric that says like this is still a good property is super powerful and again it only instills more confidence in the purchase price itself Yep. And so that's what we do, especially again, like you don't really want to screw up some of these, <laughs> these higher dollar um, yep. things when you're purchasing all in cash. Cause like, I mean, yes, we have a margin built in, um, but it's still like, you want to make sure that it, it's worth it. Right. And, and like opportunity costs, you're putting all this money in there. Is, is there something else that could be better? So just understanding essentially, Hey, this is a good investment and we can move forward with it and confidently move forward. I remember when I first um, like wired money. It was just super weird. I, I think we, our progression, um, when we first started out, it was like, I did my thousand dollar deal. Um, but then after the fact we did, um, a deal for 20,000, we bought for 20,000 and then we bought one for 90,000. We bought one for 140,000 and then we did the 340. And so it was just like a, a crazy progression <laughs> and we, we haven't continued to go forward. Like we don't buy anything higher than that, well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was just a crazy progression starting out. Um, of how that went and everything. It was just, it was wild to me wiring 20,000 when I first, I was like, holy cow, I just wired 20,000. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm millions before. of dollars in debt right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's you, you know cool. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> like after a while though, the numbers just kind of like, you're just like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what it is. And that's why I actually like not seeing any of the land that I, um, purchase and everything is because it, it just takes me back to the numbers as far as like creating any sort of sentimental or like emotional tie to anything. Yep. Um, and, and for me, that works a lot better. I know some people like to see their land and, and, and whatever works, right? Like, so there's no one right way. Um, no. but I like to just really just focus on the numbers and let the numbers tell me exactly what's a good and bad investment, um, and, and go from there. And I know there's things like in, in a pricing model that you can't like, like really see foresee as far as like um, certain topography or road access or um, so any sort of utilities. Uh, so there's other tools that you can use to kind of find that information out though still. Um, but having all that knowledge, it's like, it's, it's ridiculous compared to like the stock market we were, we were talking yep. about earlier where you're just, I mean, you have the financial reports, but those reports are only quarterly and, and they can be, depending on the, who's oh, yeah. doing the accounting, it can be changed. And yeah, so I mean, whereas <laughs> land, I mean, you, you know exactly the numbers, right? Like what's, a, what's in front of you, what you can buy it at, what you can sell it at. Obviously, that's, it's never a, a perfect science, but there's a lot more information available to you. Yep. And so it just makes a decision that much easier to go for. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, so, so why did y'all end up signing up for the masterclass? Like you were part of, you, Ryan, and, and everything. Obviously, you're the point man for it and everything, mm -hmm. but like why did you sign up with the masterclass and, and, and kind of what, what have you thought about that? Good, bad, ugly, you know what I mean? Like what's kind of the, what was the catalyst for you wanting to do that? Yeah. So I, I believe in targeted diversification. And what I mean by that is that like not do land and then like another like welding business and all that. And, and that there's obviously nothing wrong with it. But like for me, I, I now know real estate, right? So I, I know what works what doesn't. And so I want to stay hyper-focused in real estate and then diversify within what I know. And so, um, land investing, like just the flipping portion is, is one leg, but I wanted to create an, a second leg, um, within that business, obviously to just create, you know, like if whatever happened or land flipping business, um, 
dried up and it like wasn't working. We now have this secondary leg to, to the kind of function and everything. Right. And it's just another uh, option and opportunity for when someone calls uh, and says, Hey, I can't do it at 35%, but I can just give you market value for it. We can still maybe make that work. Right. So like, it's just opening up those opportunities um, to be able to do anything. And that's like our whole business model is like, how do we create like the situation where most options are open to us? And so going into the masterclass, I didn't know much about subdividing before. And so being able to do that, um, just opened up my eyes and what's possible so I can understand and see what's going on. Um, and, and just learn about that side and not only learn about it, but be around like-minded people that are also learning it and going through it. And now I have this open network within it that I can invest in and just kind of diversify further. Right. So, um, <clears throat> now I'm doing my own projects, but like investing in other projects. And so just having that secondary look too of like, Hey, this is, this is what I'm thinking. What do you guys think? And, and just having, again, like a, a secondary, a third opinion of like, Oh no, I would do this. I would tweak this. Have you had a chance to account for this? That's super powerful. And I learned that early on with having a business partner going up with my other businesses that like you may have like the perfect vision in mind and maybe it's just so laser focused that you're not thinking about something that is actually super obvious um, and could be super beneficial in the long run. And so just having a group of people that can help you, it's, it's tremendous. And like, again, we're not stepping on anyone's toes. We're working and moving together into like basically one mission and vision forward. So it's, it's been it's so, so awesome. It's, it almost feels like you're part of a team again, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, which again, a lot of people say the land flipping business can be lonely. And so having yeah. a team mentality and like working together has been really great. And then obviously the meetups too, has been cool. Cause again, like you just get so siloed into um, just video or just calling someone. So like being able to meet up and, and talk in person with everyone, um, was great. And then when we went out for the last thing and, and text being able to see like, kind of like my first property that I, I've somewhat invested in one way or another, <laughs> Crazy um, it, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty awesome to like see, cause you forget to see like, or realize how big some of these properties are. So when you go yeah. out to see like, your property that's 1250 acres. I mean, yep. it's, or however much it, I mean, it's 1218 to see 12, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's surreal and it just kind of puts you back and like, lets you <laughs> take it all in. It's like, Holy cow, this is what we're actually investing in. And, and everyone is looking out for each other, right? Yeah. Like that's what the cool thing is. And, and like, you know, like you bring up a deal and me and Justin will say something or, or things like that, or Adam or, or one of the other guys, right? Like, or, or Larry or, 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 you know, Tim or any of these guys, you know? Yeah. And, and they're not trying to be like, they're not just trying to shoot holes in you just to watch you bleed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're there trying to understand because also whenever you bring a deal, Max, and you're coming across things, mm -hmm. even though it's your deal, I'm still learning from it. Oh yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know? And so then I know, Hey, Max ran into this, that one time without me having to pay this, that, that tax, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's so freaking cool because, and that's another thing too, though, is like, we've also told every single one, like, listen, this is, we are super conservative. This is why we do it super conservatively. This is why we do it this way. But if you want to run it this other way, mm -hmm. that's up to you. Right. Like there's no, there's no like, yes, you have to do this deal or no, you got, you can't do this deal. Right. And that's what I love uh -huh. about it because we still play by big boy rules. 
Yeah, exactly. And again, like, cause everyone's investing in each other's deals, right? Like um, when I first started out, I was like, I don't want other people to invest in my deals because I don't know what, exactly what I'm doing. You know, like when you're starting, you have those fears. But um, what I've learned and realized now is it's really just like it, it is better to have them involved because that means that someone else thinks the same way and is confident enough that this deal is working from their own analysis. And so you have like those, you know, what I say is kind of confidence check and saying, hey, everyone's seeing the exact same thing that I'm seeing now and it still works. And, and they're confident enough to invest money into a deal that you're operating. And so, um, having that as kind of like a backup is really awesome too. Yeah. Well, and, and we're going to, we're going to get more and more involved in, um, I don't know what you, maybe, maybe not sophisticated, maybe a little more sophisticated, right? There's definitely different mm -hmm. ways that we can use some of the, the techniques and things like that, you know, wall street sure. kind of stuff to bring into, and to maybe streamline some of our, our stuff and things like that, right? Like we're still running yeah. a lot of this shit like mom and pops and I, mom and pop, I get it. Right. Like we're not setting the world on fire, mm -hmm. you know, but that's yeah. also kind of the nice thing about it is because it is so transparent, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no, Oh, well this IRR depends on this. Da, 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 da. You know what I mean? <laughs> the margins are good enough where you don't have to be over the top with shit. Yeah, and obviously we're starting as kind of like what we're doing now, like that mom and pop feel and everything. But I mean, everyone has to start somewhere, right? So I mean, yep. I, I always look at it as like the people that persevere the most are the ones that are usually most successful. And so like, you got to start, that's the first action you have to take. And so like, this, I mean, this works awesome right now. Yeah, can we streamline some things? Of course we can, um, but it's hard to just go straight into the streamline without having an understanding of the basics and what is actually needed and what is not. Um, cause you can always build up. Sometimes it's a little harder to build back down. Um, and so just having like, Hey, this is, where we're going to start as kind of like a minimum viable product model. And yep. then from there, okay, now we can actually form it. It's, it's, it's working. It's, it's been tested and now we can kind of bring it into something that's more streamlined. That's, I mean, that's how, at least we look at everything is like, Hey, how can we test this at the smallest possible kind of option first? And, and then after it works, then that's when we can kind of ramp it up, which I mean, yeah. that's like now that we're all in our own deals. I mean, it, it's, it's awesome to see. And, and obviously you have like really big aspirations and, um, well, and that's, and that's what I wanted to say, Max, in, in a public deal. Like I appreciate you very much, you and Tim both, right? Like that night at the jail mm -hmm. bar, like, you know, talking about bringing the capital stack because that's, that's my end goal. Mm -hmm. And that's as high as I'm going to get. Like, I don't want to build skyscrapers. I don't want to do all this other stuff. Like I'm not trying to be the, the biggest, best, you know, social media, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my yeah. goal. My goal is to provide more and more capital to all these folks that are out there trying to do whatever it is. Right. And hopefully, yeah. you know, obviously start with our group and as it grows, hopefully it continues to grow with good people, things like that. But like for you, you know, for me to say, Hey, you know, maybe I need to raise $10 million or maybe $20 million. And then for you and Tim to be like, well, why not, why not a hundred million? <laughs> like that meant a lot to me, right? Yeah. Like e even if that's not the goal, long, you know, short term, but just to open up your mind and to have people like, well, why not? Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that's, that, that <laughs> meant more. And, and I told my wife that that night I was like, like now these guys it's so cool to have people believing in you more than you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate you. Seriously. Yeah, no, I, of course. I mean, it's both ways, right? Like, so like I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you, obviously helping us like that. That's what we're here for is to 
also help you and like help everyone, right? Like, so yep. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer is just like, yeah, you're, you're going to hit a goal that you set. And so why not set it bigger? And then, you know, like the, the worst thing that happens is you don't get it, but you get maybe, I don't know what 20 million where you, if your initial goal was 10, like, yep. you know, like it's, but the best thing that happens is that you hit it or exceed it. I mean, so like, and then, then we're really in somewhere special. And so I, I was thinking, especially like with the, the potential of ROI, um, the scalability of this, like <clears throat> it can go a long way. And so, no, I, I, I truly believe in this and like hundred million, I don't think is, is far fetched. And so, I mean, like, yeah, I, we're here obviously to support it's, it goes both ways, right? Like if we help you raise money, we get more deals and it's just, it works Absolutely. itself all around and everything. So that, that's what I really love is we're not stepping on anyone's toes. Like it's, it is literally, everyone is in here to help each other out. And it's, it's been like, so it's just a breath of fresh air to see. Cause there's so many times in, in a normal company or something else where you're, you're trying to basically like take someone out to, <laughs> to raise to the next level. Right. And so like we're in here kind of raising each other up and it's just a great feeling. Well, and, and, and we all know, like we all have looked now at the, at the actual numbers and we could raise $10 billion and it wouldn't touch what we could really do with it. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. when you, and when you realize like how big the pie is, your, your slices are plenty big, right? You get, you get yeah. full, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And so you're like, Hey, here, have some of mine. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And when you, when you actually go about that versus, Hey, I'm only going to do stuff, you know, I only do stuff and tom green county texas right like i'm not gonna probably tell everybody and their dog exactly what i do right sure. because yeah. i mean there is only an infinite supply there but whenever you look at on a countryside level or even just a state level or even just you know again i don't know it's, it's one of those things where you kind of go round and round because also a lot of y'all are understand like you could make tens of millions of dollars in three counties yeah, it's, it's, crazy. you know what I mean? As your team yeah. is building and, and you're, as you're kind of learning all the stuff, right? Like there's lots of money to be made by being, knowing forwards and backwards, any particular area. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree. And that's, I mean, just going through the process and in my first subdivide deal and everything, I mean, that, that's something that I have truly just uh, try like started to understand everything is really forming a team within your own business there. Same thing, like from any program management, like, knowing the people that can get the job done and everything. And so forming the team, um, was definitely, it was, it was tough starting out. And so I kind of have at least more of a, a construct of a team, at least in the area. Well, especially um, for you not helping. being there, right? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the hard part. Like that is a hard part with a lot of you guys. Like, like yeah. you're like, Oh, well, we're just going to call them and do all this other stuff where, you know, me, it's a handshake. It's a look them in the eye, sit there, talk to the banker, talk to the surveyor, talk to the, you know, who the lawyer sit there, and bullshit with the county judge before meetings, right? Like, yeah. but again, that doesn't scale very well, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where if y'all can do that from Tokyo, if you wake up at the right time, right? <laughs> That's course. the kind of opportunities that you have to do those kind of things, right? And yeah. and I don't know of any other places just because, you know, once you, you know, say you were like, oh, well, we're going to do 10 rehabs. And uh, you're, you were going to do 10 rehabs in Nashville and you weren't going to go to any of them. Mm -hmm. That's a shit ton of risk. Yeah. Right. It, it's a, with it's contractors, a with all this other stuff, things like that, like the permitting codes, things walking away, people breaking into stuff for, you know what I mean? Like they can break into your dirt and all they're just going to leave is boot tracks. <laughs> yeah, you know what no, I mean? No, and so, totally and so that is the, that is the cool thing about 
you know, again, that was the whole reason you decided to get into the dirt flipping stuff, right? It's because mm-hmm. you can do it from anywhere. Yeah. Now you're just taking that to another level. Exactly. Right? And it's just, obviously there, there's more involved. So what I'm learning throughout this process is the right questions to ask. That's super important as far as, because you're not there, there's certain other things that you need to know about, even just like access points. Can all those access points like be perfectly just, just basically graded over and be good? Or do you need, or some raised up and you need to dig in? So like, like there's certain things that you, you can only really know by going through it. And so that's like, um, through my first project is what I'm learning is like asking the right questions. And then how do you form like an immediate bond over the phone with someone? So like, how, how do you basically create that relationship without even meeting or, or having some sort of backstory with these people and, and making it feel like they're comfortable with you basically changing what's in their County. And so that's, those are kind of the two things that I've learned throughout the process is, is just like asking the right questions and, and forming those bonds and being like, Hey, I'm here to stay and to help. I don't want to like deter from what you guys are creating in this County. And so like having everything in line with each other, um, from what I've seen, goes a ton, like a, a long way. Um, so like, I know when Do my good by doing good, right? Says, yeah, exactly. And then you feel proud. They're, they're proud of it. Like they're more willing to help you. And especially in those times where maybe there is some sort of like zoning thing or, or like a code change or like there's something that they need to tweak or like approve it in, in the actual, like, um, regulations for you or something, they're more willing to do that now because you, they know that you're out there to do the right thing. Um, and, and so like that, that's where I'm trying to form. And I, I know you formed it in Texas already, but I'm trying to form those bonds in, in Tennessee, essentially that say, Hey, I am here to do the right thing. I am not here to <laughs> destroy what's already in progress or anything. And so if like, once they start to know that, um, then now I'm kind of within that, that, you know, like that middle or that inside group where I can actually do those changes and, and expedite things too. So, um, yeah. it, it's, it's been a, an awesome learning process. And again, like I, between the project itself, like obviously there is an investment to get in this group and, and to learn itself and everything. But for me, that's all it was right. Like in an investment. So if I can get my investment back from, uh, investing it into another deal with, with anyone in this group or myself, I mean, that's worthwhile. And just the knowledge that comes with it. And they'll never take it away from you. That's exactly. the cool part, right? Right. Like if I started from zero, um, again, I have the knowledge now I can go out try to solicit a deal and then raise the money and know exactly how to put that deal together and to create something out of it. And, and so that the is awesome the value. Thing. That's the value, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not the, Oh, I need to do a deal now to, to make back my 50 grand is yeah. that I now have a skill set, right? You're now, mm-hmm. you now know how to fish. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And it's a great feeling to have is cause now like the land flipping business again, like something comes out, Oh, it doesn't work. Um, okay, how can we make it work? What are the different things? Like, can we subdivide it? Right? Like as just another arm or leg of the business and everything. And then also go on online, which I would have never thought about doing before. And just like looking at stuff on the MLS. There are no deals. There are no deals online. Yeah. No, no deals. online. There's no deals online. You can't, you can't do anything. Do not go online. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, well, Hey brother, I got to run. Um, we'll be on a call here in just a little bit. Thank you so much for coming on. How can people get a hold of you? Um, get, learn more about price, you know, things like that. Yeah. So again, our, our website's price.com that's P R Y C D.com. So if you're interested in, in checking out that out and learning more about it, you can visit that website. Um, but if you want to reach out to me and ask any questions about me specifically or anything, um, you can reach out to me at, max.edson at price.com. So that's max.edson dot 
edson edson at priced pricd.com so um happy to always chat and, and answer questions and everything and again i'm, I'm in it to to bring people up and it, it works better when everyone's doing better so uh, awesome. i appreciate you having me on the podcast trevor yeah, well, and we'll, we'll have to do it again here pretty quick because we need to d- dive into your project, Good, Bad, and Ugly. We just didn't yeah. have time for it. So, yeah, yeah definitely. We'll, we'll definitely do that. So Okay. All right, brother. Thank you. Sounds great. All right, All right thanks. Bye. bye.